Welcome to The Optimist Chronicles, your emotional safe space to explore and be whoever you are and feel all of your feelings. I'm your host, Anna Marie Green, clinical therapist, expert anxiety coach, intuitive healer, and soul-led optimist, here to bring you all the topics and conversations to help you become more of yourself and see life in a more positive view. Let's get it. Hi guys, before the episode begins, I wanted to hop on here and just let you know that my February calendar for anxiety readings is now open. If you have been curious about um, what an anxiety reading is, or you've been interested in scheduling one, now is a great time. An anxiety reading is an energetic healing and reading where I connect with the energy of your anxiety and pull the specific root causes, um, where it's impacting your life the most, um, and then the specific and tangible steps to heal and process your specific wounds that are triggering, causing the anxiety to kind of take over and prevent you from moving forward. There's also a really fun part at the end of the reading where I talk about how to use your anxiety to manifest. So if you're curious or someone you know would benefit from this reading, head to the show notes and find out more information on Instagram, or you can go to my website directly and book an appointment. I can't wait to see you guys then. Enjoy the show. Hi guys, welcome back. This week we have some very, very special guests. So I'm really excited. This is going to be the first of like, I'm sure many episodes that feature my some of my very best friends uh, my soul sisters who I'd ha- who I have had the opportunity the blessing of meeting this past year um call ourselves like um a little coven because we just are so tight-knit and really understand each other on the soul level and these women are some of the most wise and talented and gifted women that I have had the privilege of knowing. They all specialize in something different, but they are also very, very powerful intuitive healers. And I'm so honored that I am like among their cohort. And you'll you'll get to know each of them. So we have Chelsea, Abigail, Yvette, Kara, and and Andrea, but Andrea won't be joining us this week. And each of them offers just a very unique and powerful perspective, lessons, and healing to the world. And you're going to get to know each of them a little bit. I will also be bringing each of them on individually in the future. So this won't be the, the last time that you hear from them. But I really wanted to bring you this episode this particular week because I, if you're into astrology, this past week was the Aquarius new moon, which means a bunch of stuff shifted. And we really thought it would be super powerful to give you guys some resources, some tips, some tricks, and also that sense of community to help you create newness in your life, to help you to accomplish the things that you set out for especially because like towards the end of of January a lot of us make goals and sometimes we feel overwhelmed and maybe even beaten down by the beginning of the year where we're kind of losing the motivation losing the drive to finish out what we set out to do in the new year so 
these ladies and myself are sharing stories, we're sharing perspectives. You also get a really cool look at just the dynamic of our group, which I also think is a very powerful thing because it kind of just gives you a sense of like how powerful and how great finding a supportive group, a supportive community could be for you. So I'm very excited to share this. And we are we talk about self-care, we talk about discipline and motivation and the importance of discipline as a form of self-care, which we don't think is talked about enough. And we kind of talk about our own personal journeys with it. So I'm very excited. I know I've said that already. <laughs> um, but I hope you guys enjoy and I will see you afterwards. And I also wanted to mention I have linked all of their social media accounts and the ways to contact them in the show notes. So if you felt really called to work with one of them or you were really curious about more of what any of them do, you can find them on social media. Um, a lot of them have different offerings that are very, very powerful. And I know that they would be just as eager to hear from you. Okay, let's get into it. Okay. So I'm here with my beautiful Gemini coven, and we are meeting on the Aquarius new moon, which is supposed to be all about like welcoming in new things and letting go old things. So we're this week going to talk to you guys about um, motivation and discipline as a form of self-love. But before we get into that, I wanted to ask each of you, like, what does being an optimist and embodying like your inner optimist mean to you? So, and I know I just put you on the spot because I didn't warn you about that before, but so who wants to go first? I'm going to go last. Okay. <laughs> or, actually, Sarah, why already you like, yourself? let me see who's I can feel. <laughs> the optimist is, I nominate Chelsea. The optimist is, I don't I even know if that exists. Okay. Go first, okay. Crap, well, first say, say your name and like anything else you want and then your answer. Yeah, my name is Chelsea. Um, I am an intuitive money healer and uh, a relationship healer. And I love all of you guys so dearly. I'm so honored to like be sitting with my my ladies, my women, my coven. Um, but yeah, to me, really embodying your inner optimist means that you are able to look at the world and in situations and circumstances and embrace the dark with the light um, for what it is. So, you know, when we go through really hard things, understanding that it's happening for us, not to us, and that it's for the betterment of ourselves that we had a soul contract or, or that we had a specific reason why God, the universe, whoever, higher source is putting this in our lives. And it's an opportunity for us to grow and evolve. Um, and it doesn't mean to not feel your feels, but it means that, um, it's just, you know, you have a choice happiness is a choice and we can either choose to live miserable lives or we can choose to accept the lessons that are that are you know given to us and move forward in love and light and as much happiness and with as much silver lining as possible for our highest and best good yay does anyone else want to add on to that one or i mean you all have your own answers 
Okay. Um, I can go. So I 100% wholehearted. Oh, I guess. Abby, I who are you? Yes. <laughs> who am I? <laughs> I am the optimist who believes that all of you are going to all already know who I am. Um, <laughs> yes. um, I'm Abigail or Abby or Hayes. Um, I am a medical intuitive and guide and I'm a nurse by trade. Um, and my definition of optim optimism is, like I was saying, very similar to Chelsea's, um, just being able to have hope, I think, is just really my my biggest, most basic definition of optimism is if you can be hopeful. And, and very much, you know, that is why I agree with Chelsea's definition of like being able to incorporate both the light and the dark because if you if you have hope then it shines through like all of it you can you can know that you know the good is happening yes but you know the pendulum always tries to regress back to the mean and sometimes that means that we go a little bit into the dark but we have to have hope that that's going to end too and i think that the the, um, my favorite quote that I feel like sums up hope and it might sound a little weird is this too shall pass mm -hmm. that like if you if you have hope you understand that this too shall pass you yeah. know the good this too shall pass the bad this too shall pass right yeah so that'd be my definition awesome. okay I'll go next since Carol wants to go last um so my name's Yvette Nava and I'm from Tapiani Tapatiani Healing and um, for me, being optimist, I think I had to teach myself how to do that. And for me, what it is, is even if something bad is happening, why is it happening? And it's only bad for a little bit. So let's see what's behind it. Behind it. And that's what I like to teach people and teach my children. Okay, let's see what's happening right now. Like even as simple as a car accident, you know? And um, here's a story that I like to share is that one time we we're coming from this long, horrible tournament that my son, wonderful tournament, but horrible drive, long day, and from San Diego. And we I, we always do the pee check, right? Does anybody have to go pee? No. Okay. And then what? We start the car. Guess what? One of us has to go pee. My daughter. My son gets really angry because he's tired. He's played all these games. And so we had to like take a big detour to find a freaking bathroom. And when we finally do, we get back and then we find out that if we would have stayed on that freeway, we would have been part of a huge accident. So I told my kids, you know what, this is the way of our guides teaching us and kind of diverting us to protect us. They made her bladder, they activated her bladder so we get off the freeway, you know, and simple things like that. So like to stop and look, okay, shit's falling apart, right? But what does it mean? And what's really, why is it falling apart? Why is it falling apart? What's going to blossom out of it? Or what are we going to learn? And even though sometimes we feel like, oh God, I'm ready for this to be over, right? Yeah. Um, it just, there's always something greater on the other side, even if it's a simple lesson. So that's the way I try to stay. <laughs> and sometimes, believe me, I'm like digging desperately. What the hell's the lesson? <laughs> you know, but it, it's, it's always there. It's always yeah. there. Sometimes it's not for me. So okay. that's how I try and stay, stay optimistic. All right, Kara. Hi, guys. I'm Kara. <laughs> I'm also an intuitive. I'm also probably the darkest of the bunch. <laughs> so <laughs> my version of optimism is for me personally, 
knowing that the universe has me. And all I have to do is look back at, you know, some of the hardest parts are like, even if it's something I'm going through now, like eventually, like I'll be fine or like, I'll get the thing I really hoped for, or this happened for this purpose. Um, And so while I think in my, you know, with other people, I'm not so much an optimist, but I know like for myself that the universe does always have me um, and that I'm always safe. Um, And so that just for me is like, as someone who like can be a little bit anxiety ridden, I'm waiting for Abby to laugh at me. Um, Like knowing that, like reminding myself of that always makes me feel better. Okay. So as a follow-up for everyone, so for people who are in it, you know, in the dark, so like night of the soul or, you know, shit's really hitting the fan and it seems like things aren't working out. How do they allow space for, or how would you, you know, say from, from your own place of wisdom that they have space for their feelings and how do you, what's the first step to connecting to that? You know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel um, when things, you know, are really just like absolute crap. And I know we've all been there. So yeah. I I mean I've suffered from depression in bouts my entire life. And I think it's this scary thing sometimes because when you even when you're like feeling really good, you know that like it could come back. And it's almost like this like little creature lurking over your shoulder. And sometimes it just like kidnaps you in a sense. Um and for me, I can only speak to my experience because I know everyone's different, but it's basically what Abby and Yvette touched on, which is like knowing that it's temporary at this point, recognizing the patterns and recognizing like, okay, I've been here before, I've gotten through it before and I can do it again. And knowing that like, it's going to suck for a minute for me. And I'm going to do my best to just really be patient with myself and with the process in that time um, and listen to my body in the way that it's speaking and also seek support, like truly, truly seek support and lean on the people that understand and recognize when people aren't able to hold that space for me. And it's not their shit, you know, it's not that I'm putting their shit on there on, on them, but, um, like Kara touched on this, like feeling of safety and like really calling in the relationships and the support system with people who make me feel safe. So that like, when I'm not feeling safe within my body, I have other people that I can lean on during that time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, For me, it's breathing. Hmm. So I, I've been through two really like terrible moments in my life. Um, there, if I like go through my life, I know that there has been like other things, but there for me, like of what I'm like, if I had to like rate my life, like there are two moments in my life where I'm like, if I could have asked, if I could have gone back to before my soul decided like, I would have like second guessed that decision to come to this <laughs> life where this, these things happen. Um, would be when you know my my very first soul sister um was dying and I was taking care of her and then lost her um because I was very angry I was very angry with the universe and then um the second being not too far after that I was being like very um significantly abused at work at my very first nursing job 
And I, it was, it got so bad that I remember on my 30 minute drive home, I had this like thought in my head of like, I could just close my eyes and like, this would all be done. <laughs> like there, like the, the road was a very long road. You went 70 miles an hour on it. It was like two, uh, just a simple, like two lane. Um, but it was very windy and curvy. And I just remember having that thought and I, remember hearing what I know now as my guides the same thing happened right after my my sister died both times I remember hearing my guides go just breathe mm -hmm. and I remember being like fuck off like <laughs> that's not gonna work but yeah. hearing it again just breathe yeah. and and it got me through because focusing on that one thing just that one thing and it and I remember sometimes I'd hear that and I would breathe for an hour yeah and it would be the longest hour that I ever spent but and sometimes it was just just a couple of minutes but yeah. doing that just focusing on that one thing made me go I can get to the next thing you know eventually something else would like come in something you know somebody would call me somebody would um, text me I would get past the windy road um, I would you know yeah see something funny or whatever uh, and so when I when I'm in it the the deepest the darkest that's yeah. one thing I just breathe yeah probably why my business is called breath of life but... <laughs> <laughs> I do something similar but I I usually run and I know we were talking about that earlier is that's how I, I haven't done breath work before this year, but when I run, I, the emotional stuff comes up and comes to the surface to be processed over the course of the day when I do long runs and you have to focus on your breath work. And I remember a similar situation um, when Brian died and I was running and I like just had to keep breathing through it and breathing through it and breathing to, through it. And eventually you get to a place where you don't feel like you're drowning all of the time um and that you you you're, you're able to come up for air little by little um and it's funny like you said like when you laughed like something was funny i remember the exact moment i laughed for the first time after brian passed away my friend um anna actually you guys know her from um, the class had come up um before the funeral and i remember how physical the laugh felt and that that to me is always like the first whatever is like grounding in your body so that you can actually feel when joy is trying to show up in these very small spaces. But I know Yvette and Kara, you guys still have to <laughs> share. <your laughs> um, I'll go next. For me, you know, as a mother, um, as a mother, it's very much staying, and this is in my nature, staying strong mm -hmm. and, you know, making sure I've had these very traumatic experiences happen, mm -hmm. which were a losses for me. And for me, it was very much about staying center and strong to take care of everybody else and make sure, hold the energy for everybody. But as soon as I got home, giving me permission to literally fall apart. Yeah. And those two experiences didn't give me another option. Like I had, I got out of my car, my dad was there and I just, you know, and being able to do sometimes just get in the shower, like, you know, and just cry it all out because 
I'm not a person that lets people see me weak. I think that's something I've learned to do, you know, and show people that I hurt. But I think that people are so used to seeing me strong as being a single parent, you know, it, you have to. And one of the things is that I come from, you know, a family that of strong women. And so, yeah. you know, embodying that you have to be strong, you have to hold the fort, you have to be able to, yeah. you know, carry everybody on you which is really not the best lesson right guys I mean (laughs) so now like learning otherwise like what do you mean so for me it's like you know Chelsea said is having the support circle to say hey I need help you know I need I need to be held up whether it be emotionally energetically or just to hear me out or you know and sometimes just to hold my space so that I can cry and release whatever's going on. And yeah. I think that's something that none of us, a lot of us don't learn, that it's okay to fall apart. It's okay to cry, you know, and um, and it hurts. Yeah. It hurts. And, and learning how to breathe is amazing because you forget how it feels to actually be able to take a deep breath and just let it all go, yeah. you know. But before that, for me, I have to you know yeah get rid of all that blocked up emotion and crying is like so cathartic and I don't even just mean like the small little tears that my eye when I cry I always have to do it in a private place because I cry with my full like it is too Like there's no little. Those are the good ones. Yeah. It's like literally the demon's gonna Selling come out stuff. at me. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> like like can't catch your breath for a second. Yeah. Come yeah. out, bitch. Come yeah. out. Yeah. Exactly. In exactly. <laughs> yep. Love it. Um, I think for me, I, I definitely resonate with what Chelsea said is in terms of like it being temporary. Um, I think that's like definitely a big one. But also just really when you're going through it, it's sometimes so easy to to just be in that energy stuck and have it swirl and last. And so like when you're in that, if it's been days or weeks or months, really connecting to your joy, like what was the last thing you remember that made you happy Yeah, and finding a way to do that? Like, and it might be eating a bowl of pasta. I'm hungry. Can you tell? Um, <laughs> it might be eating a bowl of pasta. It might be like going for a walk outside. It might be watching your favorite movie. It might be reading a book. It might be laying in your bed, listening to a song. Like it yeah. can be anything so simple. It might be going to a beach or, you know, taking a bath, like truly anything. Yeah. But finding that moment of joy, um, I think is really important. And then for me, like, I think if I'm at a point where like the things that used to bring me joy, don't bring me joy or, I like can't get myself to do them. That's when I know that, okay, it might be time to, to check in with someone else. Yeah. To get support. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. So I was that- just thinking about that in terms of my clothes. I was like looking through going like, hmm, I should get dressed. And <laughs> I was like, those t-shirts do not give me joy anymore. <laughs> Guess I need to go buy new ones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I was say on the note Kara just made, I actually have a list that I made when I'm feeling good that I yeah. made of things that bring me joy. Because yeah, I yeah because I like 
Guys, I, let's make a list. I'm yeah, here. I'm like, that's great. <laughs> I love that. I feel like when you're in it, you lose sight of the, those yeah. things. Nothing well, really makes you happy. In therapy, they teach you to do is when the client comes in and they're okay. Not a lot of times when the client is coming to see you, it's referred to you, they're at like a baseline of like, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, and to make some form of like a plan with them, like, okay, when your days are really low and you are starting to lose sight or lose hopefulness, like what are the things that bring you joy? Who are the people that make you feel safe so that when, or the, or the animals, yes. Or the animal, literally anything like some of the things on the list could be like, oh, this is this, this song really like hypes me up, really gets me excited. And you have this, all of these tools for these people to go to. Um, and I think that's a really underappreciated tool like you guys are talking about and a lot of people a lot of therapists don't do it unless the person is like oh I struggle with depression or like I'm at risk for self-harm but it really should be for everyone I agree I have a set of DVDs that are like the oldest DVDs ever but they're like the best feel-good ones you know and getting in my comfy clothes and it's just funny because it does. Just being able to lay in my bed and watching those DVDs is the best thing. And I have a chair that I fell in love with. And it's like, that chair is going living with me. You guys will bury me in that chair. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, it's become like, I'm. it's becoming my cocoon. At first, like, I was like, this is big. But now I was like, I can see why it's that size now. It's just like, you know, I holds fit in my shit. It holds <laughs> It holds the shit that sits next to me. Exactly. <laughs> And to Abby's Abby's comment, you know, it's hilarious because I do have clothes that it makes me feel good, but it doesn't fit anymore because my body has changed. And now, like, what am I supposed to do? Am I going to make a quilt out of them? I don't. I, I don't. I like. I have time, but it's like you know, that's another thing. You know, having your favorite clothes that you can pull out of the drawer and just put it on because it's your comfy clothes. You know, yeah. I have clothes. Yeah. Makes now, a difference. with with all that being said, you know, moving into more of our like topic of discussion for today, but like motivation to do these things. So like maybe you're in a, a spot where like, you know, you have these goals for yourself because you're like, this would make me happy. Um, but then when it comes to do taking the smaller steps to get to those places because you're lacking the you lack the motivation because of how you're currently feeling. Um, or, and we'll get into discipline as well. You know, what would you guys say to people when they're trying to create change, trying to get out of that tunnel, but they're just struggling with just motivation to do the things. I feel so passionate about this. (laughs) And I will start off by saying, I am someone who has zero motivation. Again, Abby can attest to this very well. (laughs) Lazy AF people. My sister, I love her so much, but lazy. I am. I'm so lazy. And like I I was saying, it's gotten really bad in the last two years. Um, Okay, wait. Before I have to plug in, she may be lazy, but when she gets into action, she's badass. Yeah. Right? Whenever we put put that firecracker in her ass, yeah. Yeah. She's like amazing. That's how long as she wants to go. Right. So, yeah. So, what is the difference between what motivates you? Like, what, what, like, you know, putting the firecracker in your ass? Like, what? (laughs) It's what's the firecracker? It's doing doing things for myself. Mm -hmm. So, it's like, I will help someone with a content strategy i will plan a trip you all know this i will 
cook all the things for someone I love. I will make care packages. I will do all the things. And then when it comes to myself, it's like, let's eat McDonald's. Let's sit on the couch. Um, Let's procrastinate. Let's not make your own content strategy, even though you can do this with your eyes closed. It's just like, yeah, something about me. And Mm -hmm. so I know we're going to get into this. So like Anna Marie, tell me to like, shut up if you want to me to, but, um, <laughs> oh, but, I actually was just thinking I was, I'm trying, I'm like, don't go into therapy mode. Don't, yeah. don't do it. There's no, so I mean, I know I'm pretty, I'm pretty self-aware. Like I'm not a dumb. You're going I'm deep like, y'all. <laughs> You're going to get Kara to cry. Um, for those of you that don't know me, the whole thing, when these bitches met me, like actually Yvette literally beat me um, <laughs> it was a safe scare people one. away from me <laughs> it was, it was a ritual it was a ritual ladies she would yeah. have but and it was like can you just cry and I think I cried more in that three days with this group of women than I have in like five years and I to be honest I haven't really stopped crying since and it's been like two months yeah <laughs> um, but, love it. but but no, like I am pretty self-aware. Um, and so that comes down to, for me, like the motivation, like I think it's really easy to be motivated motivated to do things for an outside purpose. Um, whether it is uh, like for like an outside purpose in terms of like another person or like an ego outside purpose, like you want recognition because you think this is something society will tell you is good for you. So like, let me show people I'm doing this thing, like, yeah. which is what I think a lot of people work out true story neither here nor there but like when it comes down to actually doing something for yourself that's behind closed doors that no one knows about like to me one that is the most rewarding personally like um you guys know I've been sending you pictures of my food lately the things that I've been making myself and even though Abby's like that's disgusting but I'm so happy for you (laughs) <laughs> I see that's exactly what I say. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, that green juice. I was like, <laughs> right, exactly. But it's like, it's like um doing those little things for me. Like, because I would do those things for someone else. Like if you guys were over, I'd make you nourishing shit and you'd probably be pissed, especially Abby and Yvette. But like yeah. whatever, I'd make it for you and it would be filled with love and you would love it. We would eat it. We would, right. we would eat it. So what I I'm hearing really is like it. by showing up for other people, that is like, it's filled with love. Those actions are filled with love and filled with like, you are important to me, but you withhold that from yourself. Yeah, so exactly. So it's like, so it's, so it's like the form of like self-love you have to give yourself. And so like, then we go back to discipline, which I know you all know I have strong feelings on as well. <laughs> and like, I'm a, disciplined in some areas of my life like that's why I've always been successful at my jobs even though I probably should be fired from every job they literally can't because I'm too good (laughs) or like why I have to only use one percent of my brain cell for my job and some people do the same job and work like 10 hours a day or if I do it's because I don't start until 3 p.m as Abby also knows (laughs) but like when it comes to myself, the discipline to do my things, it's really hard. And I think that comes back to like, again, self-love for me in the form of like, what isn't actually self-love or self-care, but what people on Instagram like to show it as. Like, I will go to a spa every day. 
I've done that. I will probably do that again. I just got a Thai massage two days ago. Easy. But like doing the actual work, the actual things to show myself self-love that like isn't easily swiped with like a credit card is like difficult for me, whether that's like making myself nutritious meals or working on my business or those are the two really hardest things working out even not because of like an outside thing, but because of like a health, like a health thing, like taking care of being disciplined for myself as an act of self-love. Yeah. What I'm striving for and to show myself through that discipline for myself, showing myself that I am loved and I love myself and that's all that really matters. (laughs) What about everyone else? Motivation, discipline. Y'all are motivated. I think I'm the only one with a struggle bus. But um, I we all struggle in our own, like yeah. it just comes out in different areas of our lives. Yeah. For me, I, you know, I'm like in the middle. I am not, I am motivated. I have ideas. I know what I want to do. But I don't know about everybody else. It's like I read your the messages and I'm like, oh my God, these women are amazing. I'm still in the process of okay, guys, you know, let me go ahead and get started. I'm going to do it today. I'll do it tomorrow. And I just can't get myself to do it, you know? And part of it is, well, you know, it's self-worth. That's what it is. And um, and it's because I've been thinking about it and, you know, talking to a lot of you ladies, it's like, it is self-worth because it's amazing if we started talking about this being optimistic we ask and we receive I never really you know thought that I would be doing this I won't you know I didn't say this in the beginning and I'm going to say it out loud because I'm a curandera yeah (laughs) yes she is (laughs) yes she is earlier I was like why she beat me Napoli introduced herself but okay (laughs) and I do wait wait can I take a pause for a second Y'all, yes. she is the real deal. And I know everyone's going to laugh at me because I kept grabbing each of these women multiple times throughout our retreat together and saying, no, you guys, Yvette literally did that. Like she literally took something like five times a day. And everyone was like, we know. And I was like, no, you don't. I was like, you don't, you don't know. I saw it. You don't understand. So <laughs> wait, that, can you explain it for anybody that doesn't yeah, know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can. <laughs> We've had like this life changing experience. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> yeah. So um, I didn't say it at first because I have a problem speaking up of what I, I can do. And this is something that I, I've been doing over 20 years secretly, almost secretly, because I, I do homeopathic and massage therapy for my clients, right? But at the same time, I treat them and basically it, with curandera, which is herbs, using medic, you know, homeopathic natural medicine energy work, working with their ancestors, you know, and their spirit guides and letting them through me give them messages or tell me what's going on with them. And so when we had our first, our retreat, the first day, Nikki Novo asked me to do the opening ceremony. And I was like, I literally almost shit my pants. I was like, oh my God, you know, these amazing women, I'm not going to be able to do this intimidation. And then it was all about just grounding and centering myself. And at that moment, it was the support of calling on your ancestors and mine and 
we work together. So I'm, I'm basically a vessel. You know? It was one of the most powerful things I've I've, I've experienced in Thank my you, life. Thank you, Kara. Thank you. You know, and that was actually the first time I actually did it for other people openly. Normally, I do it with people face down on the table. They don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing it, and that's why people keep coming back and they don't understand why they feel so different or yeah. why they come out crying from my room. It's like, what are you doing to them? You know, they're releasing and. And so that was the first time. You're beating them and you're releasing demons. (laughs) Yes, literally beating them. (laughs) You wouldn't let go. I know. It was honestly the most powerful thing. Thank you. I think I've ever experienced. Truly. You're amazing, Yvette. Thank you. Thank you. And so, huh? Oh, so I was gonna say, how do you motivate yourself when you have this fear? Because I'm sure many people can relate of yes, they want this thing and they can see it very clearly, but they feel either like they're so far or like they they need to, they need more. And so then it can feel just like unmotivating. Well, you know, I guess not everybody has the tools that we do. Like yesterday I was like, I was in prayer and I was talking to my guides and I go, I need a message. And this, you know, I, I pulled the card. I go, just tell me something. And the card that came out, believe it or not, was love yourself first love yourself first and then everything will will come into place and I was like shit you know like and for someone (laughs) laughing because it's like we do for everybody else how the heck do I love myself first exactly discipline is self-love yeah and putting everybody first putting everybody first so when I started my journey with soul teacher the first thing that came up to me was how I always did for everybody else but there was a part of me that had a little grudge because not that I wanted them to be grateful and kissing my ass or anything, but, you know, at least like if I get sick, bring me a freaking glass of water, you know? And so I, those little things started showing up. So it's like, Chris is doing it for yourself. And for me, I think that there's more responsibility to doing this and just, it's just about me. It's about my lineage, you know, and being able to speak. But the way I do it to answer your question is I've chosen to make a list. And even if I do one or two things that week that I'm going to call that an accomplishment, I don't have to get through the whole freaking <laughs> list because I'm not there emotionally yet. I'm still in my fear base of, you know, people are going to know I can do this. And, you know, through my history, you know, being told like, you're not what you are, or that's not really it, you know, and from people that I loved and people, and also you know, we're not here to talk about religion, but being raised in a strict Catholic home, and then you tell people you're a curandera, and you can connect with these energies and these ancestors, and you're like, what the heck? Yeah. You know, you know, the judgment's going to come. And so for me, I've decided that I'm going to make a list. And if even if it's just two things, I'll do it. But I'm not limiting myself to that if I decide that, oh, you know what, I can do this one as well, and then do that. But don't put that pressure of failure or I'm failing myself, or I'm not going to do this, yeah. you know, and I'll, the thing that I've also had to learn, asking for help is very hard for me, asking mm-hmm. for help is super hard for me, um, so not being afraid to ask for help, and that there are people there, you know, like I got you ladies, and through Soul Teacher, this whole new community that, you know, it's amazing, we're not in the same space, but yet we are united yeah. in such a way, you know, and 
I think that also to say like, hey, you know what? I need help. I don't know. And also being the oldest. So you guys know I'm anti-technology. So <laughs> shit. You know, you guys are all talking about the podcast and YouTube and this. And I'm like, oh my God, what are they saying? <laughs> it's okay. Because I always feel like, because I'm the youngest. So I'm always like, oh my gosh, like look at everything everyone else is doing. And like, so I always feel like a little child, but that's okay. I own it. <laughs> So that's what I do. That's my that's my way of showing up for myself. I'm gonna do two things now and and also respect that if I, you know, somebody called me this morning and said, Hey, I know you have all this to do, but it's okay to sit down and just don't do it today. Yeah. Just enjoy yourself, go to the movies, enjoy your meal, or sit there and do nothing. And for me, that that's what I'm having a problem with, you know. And she's like, No, you just it's because you're doing it with conviction. Like, shit, I didn't do anything, so I failed another day opposed to like today I took care of myself because yeah. it's okay we need that too you know yeah, and seeing how so. it actually like feeds into for other other people like when we take care of ourselves we're actually being more of service than if we are mm. like running ourselves dry and then what we're able to give is like half of what we actually have the power to do but it's just because we don't we're not caring for ourselves I, I have to remind you though that culturally that's hard yeah. Oh, you yeah. know, because you're you're taught otherwise, and then you're a mom. Oh, you yeah. know, so then it's like it becomes a whole other. My kids are older now, but they still, I still need to be here for them. You know, yeah. and so even with that training that you have to be a certain thing. You know, for me coming from, you know, a, a parent that a father that grew up in the Chicano era and my conservative Mexican mom so you can imagine like my dad's like you gotta do you gotta do you gotta do you gotta work you gotta do this you gotta you know you gotta be successful you have to do all these things you know and with my mom it's my mom's like the mega caregiver you know and so it's like helicopter to the 10th dimension you know and so it's like okay so how do I not fit in the box because I'm now I'm learning otherwise yeah and so for me, that's, you know, culturally, I'm like going against all my previous beliefs. So it's kind of re-educating, re-educating myself and accepting it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Abby, what about you? I know you're like very motivated. Very disciplined. Anna Marie yeah. and are like next level motivated. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Abigail, you see Abigail's face and you're like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me, like, okay. Let's do when, you, when you post your like daily routines or your to-do list online, Abby, I'm always like, well, shit, I haven't even, I've, have I even brushed my teeth today? It's one o'clock. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> and, and I will like mention that like most of my day, like on the days that I'm not working at the hospital, like I usually stay in bed until like 10 AM. So like, if you guys do choose to follow me, like, and you do see those, I don't post them every day, but when I do, like, know that I probably, like, did not get up until, like, 10. Um, With the big smile and a chirpy. <laughs> see, there it is. <laughs> like, and I do, and, and I will, I won't, I won't, like, lie about it. Like, I, so I come from a family that, you know, very much the, um, like, hustle, culture um very much like a vet of like you gotta do you gotta you gotta be you gotta be successful um I was I was parentified very early in my life I my mom had some pretty significant 
um, depression after my brother, who was 14 months younger than me, um, was born and lived in a really like we lived in a really tough neighborhood um, at the time. And so like going outside was just not safe for her. Um, so I'm biracial. My mom is white and we lived in an all black neighborhood. And um, and so it was like on me to like the onus was on me to like make sure that like certain things were done. And that just kind of continued as my mom, you know, became a single mom. And, um, and so, and then uh, I, I come from a family of military people. Um, most of them are Marines. Wow. So like, <laughs> you just, you just do like, yeah. And you just you know, have my grandmother. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that, that was kind of just something that I like grew up with. Like, you know, I, the, the discipline factor anyway, was like all was very much there of just like do what is required. I think the motivation piece, because the discipline piece so overrode the motivation piece for so much of my life. I didn't really like think about like, am I motivated to do anything? It was just like, you have to do things like, yeah, you know, there's just certain things. Um, so it wasn't until I was an adult that motivation even became like a factor within my life. And I think ultimately when, when I started thinking like, what am, am I motivated to work out or am I motivated to eat well, or am I motivated to do something for myself? Um, what really came through for me was that I could lean on that, on that discipline piece. Um, I could lean on the fact that I know that my personality is one that very much values my independence and my own control. And that if I'm doing something for me, then, or that I want to do something for me, that, you know, that, that thing is behind me. Um, but I've also worked with quite a few people who are like, I don't have that motivation. I don't, I can't love myself enough right now to be able to do that. And the one thing that I then say is, okay, well, I'm now like, not just your coach or your guide, I'm your friend. So tell me what you need from me. How can I support you best? Or I then say to people, you know what, if, if that makes you uncomfortable to like have a mentor, that's also like a friend that you can then do accountability with. I say, find somebody who can be your accountability partner, somebody who, so that you're not working out alone every day or, you know, three times a week, you're working out with somebody else. And that person doesn't even have to be in the same space as you. It can be something as simple as like you get on a, you know, a FaceTime or a WhatsApp call or something and be like, see, look, I'm running right now. Or see, look, I'm on my Peloton or see, look, yeah. I'm doing yoga right um or maybe you do do like that like group thing maybe it is you know having somebody that you can um call and say you know what I just need you to tell me to get off my butt and turn my computer on yeah. like a, you know three minute conversation and then bye you know like you are going to be that person that tells me bye I'm hanging up on you I'm hanging up on you because you're now sitting at your computer <laughs> like you've opened up word, you are going to like do the thing, right? You don't have to do it alone. And so when you're a person who's not like me, who doesn't have that like discipline or or whatever, and you're trying to build that for yourself, I always want to remind people like you're not alone. Yeah. Like, and it can feel really lonely sometimes when you're, you know, stuck in this place where you're like, well, I just don't like myself well enough yeah. <laughs> till I want to do things. I always say just like reach for what works for you. And then like, don't forget to treat yourself a little bit, like even for small things, like sometimes the treats don't have to be, you know, booking a huge vacation somewhere. Sometimes the treat is just like having a piece of chocolate 
yeah. or you know watching a movie at the end of the day yeah. or reading a book or taking a bath right sometimes those are just enough of rewards to get us through to to be like if I if I write one IG post today <laughs> I will take a bath yeah, yeah <laughs> you know I agree what about you Chelsea so there we touched on a couple of themes that I'm like oh my gosh you guys are like <laughs> speaking you know you're speaking through me right now and so or speaking for me and so for me I think I hate to say it because I know it's like really woo woo but I think a lot of it sometimes is divine timing like I a big theme for me that I've revisited is like stamina and I will say Kara I'm with you like the last two years I didn't realize the impact that they had on me but like whether it was actually having COVID and then having long COVID or whether it was just, you know, coming out of a job that I had, I'd burnt myself out completely. And it was like adrenal fatigue or like whatever, like title label you want to give it. I struggled so hard to find any motivation. And the motivation that I did was very external, externally motivated. It was somebody had to tell me good job. Somebody had to give me a deadline or a goal to meet, like if I was going to get anything done. And Something has shifted in the last six months, and it's probably because I've really dove deep into the spiritual work, and I feel like I found my purpose, and I found what really like brings me joy, which is doing this work and and really being able to be of service to others and deliver messages like from a you know from a heart centered place. And so, um, for me, like I just did a two day water fast, which is something like I I did like before the last two years. And it was something nobody knew about. It was like a, a personal thing for me. And it was because I was noticing like I'm doing dry January, I'm detoxing. And um, I was like, I'm going to be a sadist and just like go in on the detox even further. I don't know. But it was because I noticed my body responding in that way that was like, shit, like I've got some toxins I need to clear out after the holidays. And what's like a really effective way to do this. And mentally, so many lessons came through in that. And so something about me is like, I've, you know, when it comes to New Year's resolutions, or when it comes to setting these goals, like I am notorious for biting more off, more off than I can chew. And then I get really hard on myself when I can't accomplish it. And um, this year, I have made a pact and a promise and a decision to like, to only look at things month by month. And it's been so helpful for me because I can do anything for four weeks, it feels more project based. And like every month to me, is going to have a different theme and a different like, goal. And if I don't meet that goal and it carries over into the next month, that's okay. But like intuitively, I'm just kind of looking at like, what does January feel like? What's most important for me right now? And like to, to achieve my goal. And like, I have my North star, I guess you could say, which is like, you know, my business, my, my family balance, my health. And I just feel like everything I'm doing now is for that. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like, it's interesting, like doing the water fast was truly, and like, this is where it gets a little convoluted because it still is about other people. Like me taking care of my body right now is about, because I know in my business, how taxing it is on my body to do this yeah. and work. So yeah. my body is, is like, it needs to be in like a good, and I'm not talking about looking good. Like it needs, yeah, to, yeah, feel just needs to feel good. Yeah. Yeah, it needs to feel good and it needs to be performing so that I can do my work, you know, because my work is what I like to do. It's what I want to do. Um, but it's taken a long time to get there. And as far like going back to like how I started this with stamina, my stamina the last years was completely different. Even a year ago, it was completely different. And something that's changed for me is just like releasing timelines. You know, I had a lot of resentment and anger towards 2020 and 2021. 
because I felt like, well, I turned 30 in 2020, three months after we went into lockdown. And I was like, what the fuck? Like this big birthday was taken from me. Like I can't celebrate the way that I thought I would. But also beyond that, I didn't feel like I really got to make that transition from my 20s to my 30s the way that I really think I would have like a lot of life lessons around, you know, going out and and socializing and drinking or like starting my business or like things that I are like, I don't know, just getting more like hunkering down a little bit, like putting down roots because I'm such like a traveler, like those things I thought would naturally come had we not had what we had in the last two years. And so beginning of last year, I was really, really angry. And um, I had to work through just kind of like embracing and accepting the fact that it happened and the lessons that I've learned were for a reason. And now what I'm realizing is that like, that was really just a bigger metaphor for me holding onto the timelines in a sense, like me expecting things to happen in a certain time. And so um, it was frustrating being, you know, in those two years, knowing I wanted to do things and feeling like my body wasn't in a position to do so. My motivation wasn't there. And like my mind, like just overall, like nothing was working no matter what I did. It was extremely infuriating because I wanted to see results. I wanted this thing so bad now to be in a place where it's like, okay, this is great. I'm doing it, but I'm doing it from such a different uh, place or like with different intention. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I kind of rambled a lot, but like, that's kind of, I was going to say, so doing it, you like, you found a place where essentially like discipline felt easier because yeah. you were coming from this place of like, I just, I'm trying to take care of myself. And I know that that will ripple out to all these other areas. Yes, I've been exactly, exactly. And then also like realizing that I was approaching so much of my life and this is conditioning because of the jobs that I had and because of the way that society like is, I was approaching it from this like very masculine, like ego space where it was very much about what I was accomplishing and the feedback I was getting versus like what I really wanted what actually really felt good and like how I wanted to do it you know and so now I'm like doing things on in a way that are very Chelsea they're just the way that Chelsea does them and so it's like if I do it at 3 a.m or if I do a 1 p.m if it feels good that's the time I'm gonna do it you know like that's why I'm creating the life I'm creating whereas Mm -hmm. I would have placed so much judgment because the world tells me that I have to be a morning person and I'm not a freaking morning person I don't know if I ever will be like (laughs) I don't know but like yeah I don't know just little things like that just like to just radically start accepting my own process and leaning into the feminine of a asking for support finding my community b what feels good what what feels good right now on this to-do list there are things that are never going to be fun to do but can I either ask for help from an outsource or can I like do the things that are fun first or like exciting to me first and then like make my way through that way. So that's, yeah. that's my approach and we'll see how it pans out for now. But you know, well, I wanted to circle back to, you said like you included me in the level of Abby's discipline and motivation. And I was like, Oh no, girl, not me. <laughs> I was like, I'm not on the same level. <laughs> you went on an eight mile run today. Like, like, I would never do yeah. that. <laughs> I walked my dog half a mile and was like, oh, I got to lay on the couch now. (laughs) I just see the work you produce and I'm like, oh, like that is beautiful. Like that's incredible. Yeah, exactly. And I had to take a step back when I was, I saw like, and I was watching myself respond in this way. And I felt my body respond like, oh no, I'm not anywhere near Abby. And I think part of that is like, 
I, some of the stuff I'm like, oh, well, this is just fun for me. But I also, one of my ways that anxiety speaks, my anxiety speaks is like, I do, I produce, I like, like working helps me to disconnect from my emotions because I'm focusing on achieving something, which will help me feel better instead of feeling shitty about whatever I feel shitty about. And so it's always this like ever flowing balance that I have to really like let myself you know, am I working right now because I want to be, or because like, this is fun for me, or am I working because I really want to produce this? And like, I gave myself this deadline. And if you don't do the, whatever by the deadline, are you really like some, are you somebody who is like consistent or like reliable and like all this stuff? Um, so a lot of like, and I think that's why I react that way. Cause I'm like, there's a lot of baggage <laughs> with some, some of the things I'm motivated for, but running, running was one of those things that has always been mine. Um, I think when I originally started, it was, I was 19 and I was like, I want to lose weight, but I also want to feel healthy. And so, but it was, I think it was mostly like the losing weight thing that like motivated me. Cause I was 19 and now it's just this thing where I'm like, it makes my body feel all these things. And I really like it. And, um, and I like, I like being able to see, I explore places by running. So I don't, I don't ever think of that as like, you're motivated to do this. I'm like, oh, I just, that's how I explore and get out of the house. Um, so yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting. I'm like, I, and I know people see me ever since college, people are like, you're so motivated. And I'm like, I'm not. Um, Cause I, it's taken me a long time to do self-care stuff. So when we, when I first started my spiritual journey and I took soul seeker and soul, the second level one, soul leader. Yeah. 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 I, and we were doing all this stuff and Nikki and every single one talked about how important it is to ground and protect like every single day. Now that you're doing this work, I would not maybe once in a blue moon, I would be like, Oh, blah, blah, blah. And it caught up with me when I was in soul teacher and I, yeah. And that, like, now I do it every single day and my, my discipline has gotten a lot better. And I do look at it as like a self-love thing because I feel so much better afterwards. And so I make myself and I force myself to slow down because that's one of the things that was always on my mind with stuff is like, you can't do this because you're already kind of running late for this. And this, you don't like, this will take this long. So now I'm kind of just like, if I'm late, I am late. And that's just how it is. So, um, yeah, so that's, that was, that's my little like perspective. I mean, and besides that getting up early in the morning is really, cause I have a five-year-old who gets up at the butt crack of dawn every morning and is immediately hungry uh, immediately. She's like, uh, so who's going to make me breakfast knowing <laughs> it's, it's going to be me. It's only me. It's, it's the only I one. Wonder what, I wonder what Miss Scarlett would do if you were like you. Are you <laughs> I was thinking that I was like, the five-year-old make breakfast. Is that allowed? Is that even <laughs> so cute. One day I told her, I was like, how about you? What can you make breakfast? And she's like, come. I'm a kid. I can't use the toaster. She's oh. like, don't worry. One day I'll be old and I'll use the toaster. Like, <laughs> You're right. So I sometimes love I try to lay there on Saturdays. I'm like, there's fruit that you can reach in the fridge. Go eat some fruit. She's like, that will only keep me hungry or full for a little bit, mom. I'm still going to want breakfast, breakfast. I'm like, it's fine. It's 6 a.m., but it's fine. <laughs> So, yeah same way anyway like when yeah. she's 18 now but it's literally like she would sit up and say i'm hungry before before good morning it's like she was hungry i'm like, heck, you know? I know. 
but, Scarlet. Yeah. <laughs> and she lays there and she's like, do you think that your body might stop being tired yet? Like, do you think you could get up? And I'm so most of the time I'm like, oh my God. 6.30 in the morning, the sun is not awake yet. So no. <laughs> no Send yeah. Scarlet to live with Tia Kara. <laughs> and she'll be she'll be no one she'll be no one how to make breakfast <laughs> maybe not breakfast but for sure a smoothie and chia pudding she <laughs> loves smoothies smoothies are like she always um can persuades her babysitters or like um her teacher who drives her home from school to stop at the smoothie place or like to stop to get hot chocolate i was like what? all these they'll always text me like hey would it be okay if Scarlett and I go get smoothies or go get hot chocolate? She's just talking about it. And I just, and I was like, this kid must have like magic. Cause everyone just does what she, she does. We're all like, just wait until she's like 10. I know. She's got a little yeah. attitude. Let's see if she can maintain this. I'm actually curious. She's in my own little like experiment. I want to see <laughs> how far this magic extends. Yeah, she's just she's funny. She says the wildest things to me. So, but yeah, she she motivate like she's a big motivation. So, I I think a big thing for like we a lot of people think of discipline as also like punishment. So like I know for me, my mindset how I was told was like, "Hey, you have to." Like one of the big things about becoming a mom was my parents were like, "Your life is no longer yours. It is all about your kids. You give up your the things that make you happy." you give up friends, you give up everything. And so like when I became a single mother at the ripe age of 22, I thought my entire life was over. Um, and it felt crushing because I am very much somebody who loves to socialize and I am more independent. Um, and so discipline has always been kind of like you're punishing yourself because you just have to, like, it's just what's done. You have to do, you have to clean the dishes. You have to make dinner for your child. You have to, you know, you have to not go to these other places because you have a child as opposed to like, now I'm much more, the reason discipline has been a little bit easier is I'm approaching is like, oh, I get to like clean my stuff. I get to like, I get to do these things, um, which is a much different place than almost it's like self you know, lashing yourself with, oh, I have to do this and I have to do this. And, um, and my only real outlet of stuff that I liked to do was either like running or work, which put me in this very unhealthy cycle with those kinds of things as well. I don't know how the rest for you, what it was like for the rest of you, but that's my little. I think you bring up a good point of the difference between I get, I have to, and I get to, and, and that really is like the biggest thing. And it really comes down to like, where are you going to allow your mind to be Mm. and taking control of your mind because your mind isn't you, right? There's so many different coaches out there, so many spiritual uh, leaders out there, thought leaders, mentors that are going to tell you that. And, and you ask any Fortune 500, any six figure, multi six figure, you know, whatever, you know, how did you reach the level of success that you have? Is it because you just have discipline or is it because you're just super motivated or whatever? And I think that one of the things that we can all speak to, one of the things that all of us here are working on or have, you know, done a lot of work around is where our mind is at. 
where yeah. our mindset is. You know, Chelsea brought it up so beautifully of looking at, you know, her, you know, world, her life months to month this year, but looking at it from a place of like, what, did, what makes me feel good, right? And I, that's something that like, I know like all of you have heard me, you know, teach on as well of like, do, do the things that actually light you the fuck up and screw, like almost screw everything else. Like there obviously are like, some exceptions where like you know because we live in a material world right we can't just aka like, we got rent to pay exactly <laughs> right yeah. there are some of us out there that or can mortgage. like manifest and that, that, that's the other thing like I want to also say like we're we're the creators of our universe we're the mm -hmm. creators of our lives if you really want to manifest a world a life for yourself where you don't have to pay rent you can do it. Like, this is the one thing. <laughs> like, you absolutely can. You can create anything you want. It may take some time, but you yeah. can create it. So if yeah. you want to manifest for yourself a place where you don't have to pay rent, manifest it. But yeah. how do you manifest it? You get your mind in check. You yeah. start paying attention to whatever the hell it is that you're telling yourself. What are the stories that you're telling? Are you telling yourself that you're not good enough for a rent-free living? Are you telling yourself that you're not good enough to be in shape? Are you telling yourself that you're not worthy of, you know, the dream, whatever, home, car, vacation, right? Yeah. Like these things are all based off of how it is that you're talking to yourself. So it's like the motivation, the discipline, it comes after I feel like, what it is that you're telling yourself yeah. because that really is going to be the onus of like what you end up doing, what your next step is. Yeah. Right? We wake up in the morning and we go, Oh, I don't want to get up. Yeah. Well then what's the very next thing that you're telling yourself? Well, yeah. I have to, so I'm going to get up. Yeah. Okay. Do right. you then, or do you like, I get to get up mm -hmm. and I get to do this, get to and have to can be motivating. Both of them yeah. have their place. Yeah. Because of, like I said, the material world that we live in, mm -hmm. but we're also spiritual beings with like really amazing powers. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. like, you just have to choose where do you want to operate from? What frequency do you want to operate out of? Yeah. Now, with that being said, kind of a question that came to my mind for like people who are listening to this, who may be, you know, maybe the non mystics or like, they're not as mystical as we are, you know, how do you start the mindset shift as well as what does it feel like when you're actually shedding a mindset shedding, like, you know, getting to that up level. Cause I, I always feel like with mindset shifts, there's this level of like your life sheds almost like molting the skin because you, it's something that's usually been with us for a while. I notoriously have been like a free spirit as like spon spontaneity guru like always on the move like no structure like constantly <laughs> all over the place and I've thrived in that like my 20s were so much fun because of that yeah. um and what I'm finding and I always thought that structure was like so rigid and limiting and what I'm realizing now be and I and I identified as this free spirit and I I still do but what I'm yeah. finding is that like I'm finding freedom in structure now, which is a concept I never fucking thought was like possible. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? Like, it's so yeah. interesting. And so on, like Abby was saying like days to get out of bed. Like, honestly, I've spent more days than I can count not wanting to get out of bed. Cause I'm just like, I've 
not that I'm like, I've got nothing to live for, like in that sense, but no. it's like, even co- sometimes even coffee doesn't bring me joy or like, yeah. I'm like, I'm like seeking out, like what can, what brings me joy to get out of bed. And like, there are days sometimes that there's nothing. What yeah. I find helpful. And like, this is like in that structure piece is if I plan my day out the night before, if I literally just take mm-hmm. two seconds to write down the things I have to do the next day and put them in an order it helps me get out of bed because I have a timeline. I have that structure and then I can find freedom within that structure of like, okay, well, I don't want to do this first. Maybe I'll switch it to this. And like, otherwise Yvette, you and I have talked about this actually, like (laughs) we don't have a plan. If we don't have a to-do list, we will just be like, Hmm, what are we doing? (laughs) I know all the things that I have to do today, but it'll take me like three hours to come up with a plan for the day, which is ridiculous. But if I plan out the night before, it takes me three minutes. Like it's so weird. Um, but like, and for me, it's so it's finding that freedom in the structure, which has been like really, really game changer for me. And then also something I realized on my water fast, because like I, you have this voice in your, your body's telling you you're hungry, you're hungry. Right. So I'm like chugging water and I'm like, I'm doing this for the intention of like re- a reset. And I'm like the, the, we are humans and the, the voices of like, um, there are very loud voices in our head mm-hmm. of self-sabotage constantly. Yeah. Yeah. The voices yeah. of encouragement are so much lower. Right. And if you look at like humanity in totality, like, you know, those people when you go out and they're like the loudest people in the room and they're just talking over everyone and they're like bulldozing their way through conversations. Yeah. And that's the people that like are really have really great insight and are sitting yeah. off to the side and like, you know, are just like the quiet mouse and like, we want to hear, like, you want to hear them, like, let them speak, hold that space. And so that's kind of what something um, I'm working through right now is like when I'm hearing those, those really loud voices of self-sabotage, because I have leaned into self-sabotage so much by not getting out of bed or not working on the things on my to-do list or whatever, like just getting quiet and being like, all right, other voice, what do you got for me? Where's the encouragement? Like, and and let it be loud like let it let it have its space and i can't say that it it actually changes my outcome every time but at least like i think it's it's something i'm like working through and learning so um yeah awesome yeah anyone else it's okay if, if not it's okay <laughs> we'll have to wrap up in a couple minutes anyway I think for me, part of like the past couple of weeks was just being able when you're going through your own process, you know, and whether it be emotional, you know, having things going on in the home and just so many things happening at once, you really just like you're like, well, like, you know, Chelsea talked on it. And if we, I don't have that freaking to do list it doesn't, it doesn't click on me. Like, okay. And then sometimes I find that the things that I can do on the to-do list, I can do like in 15 minutes, you yeah. know? Um, but, you know, I think all of us went through this or, you know, that when we came back from the retreat, uh, we all had processing to do. Oof. Right. And, you know, not being <laughs> able to, <laughs> you know, and I think it's like, it's almost the fear and the surrealness to go back to what Abby said about that we do have the ability to manifest what we want, that we do have the ability to have that, but it's almost like blind, mind blowing because you're like, I, you know, I know that I can, 
but trying to process it like I can do this, you know, and then the self-sabotaging comes in like, but what if I can't? Okay. What if I forget? What if, you know, what if I really can't do it? What if it works for them, but it's not going to work for me because it's too easy. Mm -hmm. You know, it's too easy. And it does seem easy because it is. But so I end up doing nothing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because I'm trying to figure it out, figure it out in my head, yeah. you know, instead yeah. of doing it. And so that, and just like, I was like, today, I just cannot move, you know, yeah. having that one today, I'm just tired. I haven't been able to go to the gym all week. It's just right now I'm just exhausted. And part of it is exhaustion. Part of it is shit. I have a lot to do. And then also the fear that my life is completely shifting right now to something that is amazing and I'm excited about, but then the guilt comes in because I'm moving on, but it's, it's almost like I feel selfish and I've never been selfish in my life where I'm taking care of Yvette, you know, and an extension, my kids, and that's my only priority. It's not my parents. It's not my family. It's not nobody else. It's Yvette. Mm-hmm. And there's that guilt, yeah. you know, like, well, wait, if I don't do it, how, what's going to happen with these people, yeah. you know, and, or, and I can't bring them with me anymore because we're not at the same space, you know, and there's things that I have to do to take care of me. And it, it is the guilt part where it's like, okay, I'm hurting because I feel that I'm abandoning, you know, yeah. what I thought my life was supposed to be, Yeah, you know? but I really want what's coming. Yeah. So it's like a crossroads. So it's an emotional process. So sometimes it's just easier to get stuck because it's the guilt of that you're getting it and you wish that other people would rise with you, but we are already at a different time, you yeah. know, in a different moment. And for me, that's a, a big thing. And so dealing with it, um, I think the way I deal with it is just like looking at the, that people do heal through extension of us. You know, and sometimes it's like um, letting go like a bird lets go of their baby so they can learn how to fly. Yeah. You have to move on and grow so that that the people by extension will get it and they'll start healing and learning on their own yeah. as well. You yeah. know? And, and, that, and that the other way, it wasn't serving my greater purpose either. Yeah. So, and there's guilt in that. There's guilt in that because yeah. you were the caregiver. You yeah. know, you love these people. So, yeah. You know, so. okay does anyone have anything else they want to add or like before we kind of do like the last final tips summarizing the tips that we have for people who are struggling with motivation and discipline no okay so to sum it up um uh, each of us had different points (laughs) um but essentially what i heard from all of us was like to start looking at discipline as a form of self-care and to show up in small ways. You know, you can always circle back to like on the base level breath work to help get through difficult times, to help recenter yourself, um, especially when you're resisting a lot. That a mindset shift is sometimes in order, is needed in order to get to the place that you want to get to. Um, And am I missing any of them? Did I sum up most of them? Find your joy. Okay. Awesome. Joyless. Yes. 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 And yes. Joyless. Home. One thing I want to just last little thing I want to throw in there yes. is fact check yourself too. Like 
if you're saying like I don't have anybody that I can count on, like ask ask those people, give them the opportunity to show up for you. You know, yeah. if you're well, like I say, like I'm not a morning person. Like I've actually been waking up early. Like I have to fact check myself. So like these identities that we have and that we hold and these I am statements are so powerful. We might actually be showing up in the ways that we want to be and making the changes and we're just not giving ourselves the credit. So, yeah. and we're, or we're not giving other people the credit. So that's Valid. just my last little thing. Yeah. Okay. And awesome. Wait, one more thing. Give, give yourself a weekly to-do list instead of a daily one, because that way, if you just check out two on that day, you're good. And they can roll over people. <laughs> exactly. Like so yeah. Abby, small. You... Like she okay. was saying, like, yeah. start small because you know, the other thing I don't want people to feel super discouraged, you know, the, the five of us have been doing this work for anywhere from, you know, like six years, seven <laughs> years to, you know, a few months. Oh. And I just want people to know that like, none of this happens overnight, Yeah, you know, so start small. Yeah. Give, you know whether you it's doable for you to do it by your month by month, week by week, day by day, or minute by minute, and all of it's good. Yeah, and it's just important that you start. And so take the tools and tips that we've said here today. Take what works, leave what doesn't. Listen to yourself, you know, and trust mm -hmm. yourself. At the end of the day, yeah, believe that you can because yeah. you can. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Well, thank you guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for spending time with me today. If you liked what you heard, share a rate and subscribe to this podcast. Your support means so much to me and I love sharing all this information with you. So if you heard something that really resonated or felt inspiring, make sure to share with a friend or family. Have a great day. See you next time.